Broski here, and right now, you're listening to the Matt Madness Podcast. They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Ron Pashery, and with me this week are my good friends, Mr. Sexy Punakana, then now forever, C. Kane Joe Rottermel. Party on, party people. <laughs> uh, international YouTube superstar, <laughs> Preptagon Jr., Josh Prepaguina. A.K.A. Sapphire. I, 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 you will you will get that reference in a few weeks, um, and I'm gonna keep calling you the international YouTube superstar until you tell me to stop. So. <laughs> All right, no problem. Just like Baylo, and, and even then I might still keep doing it. Uh, and also, Mister Wednesday Night Live, we call him Alo. The ladies call him Baylo. Aaron Lloyd, uh, the Roman Empire reigns supreme. <laughs> <laughs> Was that a surprise? Uh, Anyone surprised by this? No, but I am elated. <laughs> and before we get into the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view, just a little business to take care of. Listen to Falls Count Anywhere with Russ and Matt. The Perfect Edge with Donovan. Go back and listen to our old throwback shows, our unsanctions. We're going to have a bunch of new throwback shows. Uh, coming up this month, I guess Monday. starting on Monday, our Road to WrestleMania throwback shows. Uh, on iTunes, subscribe, five-star ratings and reviews. Go on YouTube, check out Elroy Prepson. He has quite a few vlogs up of some of our hijinks over the last few months. Uh, Alo, any merch to move? Yes, if you want to embrace the match, you can head over to watermaneuver.net, and you can also head to collarnubber.com. They're doing a spring cleaning sale, so it's up to 60% off, and you can also use promo code MADNESS for an extra 10% off that order. Uh, sounds great. Uh I'm going to knock out Ronnie versus the world real huh. quick. It's nothing too hard hitting. Um, I saw something on Twitter yesterday that said WWE wants Ronda Rousey to be a Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, we getting that tonight already? Yeah, we don't have to talk all about Ronda, but there's just something I feel like I need to say. I've been trying to work this into a show for a couple weeks, but there's been more important things to talk about. I view the McMahons as, so the Sixers we all know have the term trust the process which the whole thing is you never know what the results of anything are going to be use your process to make the best decisions and you'll work out in the long run the milwaukee bucks tried to mock the sixers by saying we trust the results well they really have no results trusting the results is not a good way to get anywhere because if you're making bad decision if you make a bad decision and get a good result it doesn't mean keep making bad decisions They realize that Vince McMahon, well, Mr. McMahon, was arguably the greatest character in the history of WWE television. And I think that's why they keep going back to the well of authority figures, namely Stephanie and Triple H, Shane, whatever the case may be. But just because it worked for Mr. McMahon doesn't mean that it's always going to work. It worked because of Mr. McMahon. When you're done, I'm going to go. Okay. Because we might as well get into this whole Ronda stuff right now. All right. Damn, verse the world. Um, that's not – authority figures don't just work as a rule. It worked because of Vince. I hope that they don't think that just the quote-unquote Stone Cold Steve Austin character works because it worked because of Stone Cold Steve Austin. You don't just make somebody – put somebody in that position. It's just going to work every time. 
So I think they really need to figure out that our creative process has to be good for us to generate good and entertaining stories. And that is not a good creative process, just trying to do what worked before. Because it worked because of the talent you had. And the talent you're doing it with now is not the same. So I think it's time to try to change the wheel a little bit. Uh, and I, I think it's going to fail if that's what they're going to try to do. Because he does not have the charisma that Stone Cold Steve Austin has. And Prep, I know you agree with that. Because you don't even, you don't even want her to talk. I don't want her to talk. <laughs> but uh-huh. I did text you mm-hmm. because I am happy about how, what they did. Minus her talk her talking right coming from the raw section like i really liked what happened on raw yeah elimination chamber is like a wait and see thing like i get it you're trying to come off as sympathetic like oh i really want to be here because nobody really thinks that so you're trying to portray it but she really doesn't need to talk no she doesn't uh ayla what were you gonna say yeah i'm kind of glad we get into this right now actually (laughs) all right before um before I start, I'm just going to say that well, we already know that um, WWE is majority male. And I'm, a, I'm all for women empowerment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, with that whole Stephanie, Ronda Rousey, make her a bigger star thing, I get it because we always say that, well, in world wrestling, the whole punch your boss thing out, punch your boss thing, that always works. And it, we've, we've sat, we even, um, we've experienced it recently with Roman, remember, um, when Roman beat up Triple H the night of TLC 15, and then yeah. the next night he was over. Mm-hmm. And that was after months of getting booze. So that always works. But the thing with Stephanie is, if you're going to do this, like if you're pr- pr- presumably going to do this, like go all to make Stephanie the bigger star, you can't, you can't have them like change up. Because this is the problem with the whole women's division. It's like, Stephanie is not always looked at as a villain. Like she'll be like somewhat of a villain if when she shows up, but then she'll come on Raw the next week with some women empowerment speech, and she's faced, and the whole division's happy to end together again. That's not what a heel is. Yeah, and that's nothing villainous. And if you want to do this properly, because that whole punch your boss thing out works, you want to do this properly, then guess that, unemployed friends who would disagree with you about punching <laughs> your boss. <laughs> It all that storyline wrestling always works, but the thing is, like, laughs here. He can attest mm-hmm. to this. Wrestling for so the last twenty years, even everybody's beloved Attitude Era has been about the McMahon's. Yeah, it's McMahon versus Austin Rock or whoever. There were small gaps where they weren't together and all weren't weren't there around whatever. But you have to make Stephanie like the villain. Stephanie yeah. has turned into a legit villain, and Ronda has to a legit like ha- be on the ropes at all times. In situations she shouldn't win, she shouldn't win at all when her back's against the wall, because that's how it's booked properly. Like Austin, he was booked properly. He, he did, was he shoved down her throat? IWC, yes he was. But <laughs> you won't, you, you guys won't admit to that. But he really was. But when it comes to situations where you're not supposed to win, Ronda can't win. But it's important for Stephanie to continue to be a villainous character. And the reason, another thing she won't be successful as Vince is, like I said when I first started my statement, this is more of a male-dominant show. So that means you're going to show Stephanie more with the women's division. And that is that focus going to be specifically on Ronda Rousey the whole time? So when Stephanie versus Ronda, that's it? What about the rest of your women's division? Because the male division is 
do, is a more dominant division. So you're just gonna have Stephanie just. The women's division is about Stephanie and Ronda. Right. There's not going to be enough time for any, for anybody else yeah. to be. Yeah. You don't want to have Stephanie monopolizing any of the women's time. You're doing some progressive things now in women's wrestling to put Stephanie out there for the sake of putting her out there because she's a big name, which she's not. Like you said, she's not Vince McMahon. You're you're being counterproductive. You're being you're you're just doing yourself a disservice. Yeah, and like being involved with Stephanie would like quickly like rejuvenate Ronda Rousey's kind of sports enter- buzz in the sports entertainment market because people still have that that last an image of her losing in the UFC the last two times. Yeah. But like seeing her beat up the boss, the legend, the quote unquote boss, that'll actually get her some buzz and the, me- the 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 social media attention that they always want. And that's one way to do it, but it's not it can't work unless you're going to put more of a focal point on that small division. And another thing that is that was great with Vince was he had henchmen and Steph, well, Steph so I, I already know it's probably going to go Ron is going to tap Stephanie Allen tap his on Stoha and then with, with Nia Jax yeah because <laughs> she's the biggest person there but that's just how you want that, that's how it's supposed to work that's how it should work in a perfect world but with these Hollywood writers they can't write a perfect world show but I know Triple H is supposed to take over so I'm sure it'll be it'll be stripped down and made more simple than what, what Vince will want but I don't really have a good feeling about this personally. Well, there's no acolytes. <laughs> there's no corporate Ken Shamrock. Yeah, yeah, there's no. There's, there's no, no big boss man to kick anyone's ass. No corporate Kane. <laughs> the big boss man will kick Austin's ass. <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite Vince sayings of all time, and one of the biggest pops anyone's gotten out of me on this show when you threw that out there the one time. But yeah, no, I I agree. I think that they're setting her up to fail. Like, that was my reply to the tweet was, well, that, that should be easy. How are you going to just say, oh, we're going to make her like Stone Cold Steve Austin? You can't just do that. It doesn't work that way. And I don't think she I don't think she has it within her to be that. And I don't think she needs to be that. No. Well, not only not Stone Cold Austin. Steve Austin wasn't even born Stone Cold Steve Austin. He progressed that way. He learned the ropes. He found this character, and it worked. Well, she did have fit a niche. Yeah. Well, she did have that that look on her face on Raw when she came down the ramp. I didn't like the way she walked. But other than that, oh, that's Ronda. Oh, is okay. I love that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. At least she had a jacket. Okay. That well, fit she, this okay, time well, too. She, okay. Well, she did it with purpose. So that so that actually meant something. She meant all business. But like I like it, it can work for her. But it's about it's more about what about everybody else in the women's division. Yeah. Yeah, I think it, it remains to be seen. I don't think that that should be their goal is to say we're going to make her an Austin type character because I just don't think you just decide to do that. It either happens or it doesn't. It happens organically. Yeah. Um, you guys ready to talk about the men's elimination chamber match? Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I personally really enjoyed it. Obviously, I am happy that the big dog is about to finally reclaim his yard. <laughs> Uh, I, don't mean, I don't mean to go back, but we're not going to mm-hmm. talk about Kurt Angle saving that segment at Chamber. Or we will. Gonna, okay. <laughs> we, we are going to talk okay. about that, yes. Um, yeah, I I thought Strowman came across as a monster. I thought Cena bowed out really quick. The Miz, the Miz or Elias was gone really quick. Um, I thought it led to a really great Raw Talk segment by Cena. Um, and... Seth Rollins, he looked great in this match. Again. He's looked superb the last couple couple shows and in this pay per view. He's just 
shined from from my standpoint. Yeah, I mean the the He's my number one in this. He's your number one. <laughs> Don't at me, <laughs> Tyler Black. Yeah, Tyler Black. <laughs> what, are, what what are your thoughts, Prep, on this match? So as you know, since you guys were with me when we watched it, I fell asleep. <laughs> the usual. I pulled the prep, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you prepped out. I went back and watched it. I really like how it was booked. People complain because. Braun killed everybody, but that doesn't bother me. That's my boy too. So, and that's what he's there to do. Mm-hmm. What What else did you expect him to do? The only thing that's weird, which I mean, I guess we'll get to on Raw, was mm-hmm. Roman didn't address it. Oh, well, Braun didn't address like, it. He just let right. him take him out, and that was it. Yeah, which is fine because I liked what happened, but that was the only thing that bothered me. Yeah, I agree. I A-Lo, thought the match was no. really well worked, though. It was. Alo, your thoughts on the Elimination Chamber match? First off, give it to the Miz for trying to sweep battle. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. That was. That was I was awake for that. You were. <laughs> that was awesome. I, I loved every second of that. But um, yeah, I thought that I wanted a little bit more from Rollins because I would have liked if he eliminated somebody because he was coming off that high off of, off of um the Gauntlet match. Yeah. On Monday night, um, I love. I really enjoyed the. The face off with Cena when Cena came out the pod and he just had that little smirk on his face and they were face to face. I thought that was a great touch because mm-hmm. of what happened on Raw Monday night. My thing, I, I like, I don't mind Braun eliminating five people, but we talked about this how Braun being just like the big show at this point, yeah. like he'll be the dominant guy because he hasn't been validated yet. If he was validated or previously been champion because I wholeheartedly believe if Brock wasn't champion for this full, full year run all around with the company Braun would at least been the universal champion right. already so it act, so him losing wouldn't really mean it really it really wouldn't be such it wouldn't, it wouldn't look bad as it does now because he did all this stuff and every time the big match comes he always loses mm-hmm. so if he was champion none of this would be much of a problem for me but I'm not going to complain about that and him the, the when they all five pinned him <laughs> and he kicked out <laughs> and he took everybody's finisher, that was perfect because that also sold him. And to all the IWC, <laughs> I wore the shirt specifically for this. <laughs> Dave, Meltzer. Dave Meltzer. Okay, so I've been destroying the IWC on Twitter lately. Mm-hmm. So for all you people that complain that you don't want to see Roman versus Brock, I got a little fun fact for you. WrestleMania 31, you care about what Dave Meltzer says so much. Four and a half stars from WrestleMania 31 <laughs> out of five. Mm-hmm. It would have been out of six in Japan in the yeah. Tokyo Dome, but four and a half out of five. And, and I know you indie, you wrestling tw- Twitter, oh, well, Seth Rollins say that I'll give Seth Rollins an extra half. Yeah. Because that, that match that match and what the, the story told in that match was actually perfect. And Rollins just added to, to the ending of the show and, ha- and how you made you feel. But that that was a great match before Rollins even got into that match. And you don't want to see this why. Like I'm not a Brock, I'm not a Brock guy. I don't I want him to go away as soon as possible. But you can't sit there and say that I don't want to see this. So I'm so you don't want to see potential four, four and a half star wrestling match at WrestleMania? They're going to put on a show. I hate Brock. I, I can't stand him. I don't want to see him anymore, but I know this is going to be an event. Yeah. And I know every one of these idiots is going to be chanting, this is awesome, within eight minutes of that match starting. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you'll, pretend to, you, you'll, you'll pretend to crap on it, but you'll start the this is awesome chant and stuff. And then 
when the, and then what, what when the, when the show's over, oh man, that match was great. But oh my gosh, who would have believed? Yeah, like like there was a meme going around that said, "What would you rather watch, Brock versus Roman, or um, was it somebody clean a toilet a toilet mm-hmm. bowl or something like that?" Uh, nobody, you guys haven't seen that meme. Uh, kind of easy. I go Brock versus. Yeah, Roman. and it's like mm-hmm. oh yeah, but the people were really talking about. I'd rather watch somebody clean a toilet. Like stop it. Stop it. You don't like wrestling. And I really hope, I really hope that that AJ Shinsuke match is supervised <laughs> and it sucks. So all you indie hey, marks hey, be pissed. Don't do that to AJ. <laughs> don't do that to AJ. You hope it falls flat like that AJ Kevin Owens match? Yes. I hope it sucks. So all you guys say praise Brock and Roman. Wait, so are we going to come at the IWC now? Because I want to tell you what wrestling fans are. Go ahead. Wrestling fans are this... The same people who complain about wrestling when it's good are the people who complain about Eagles fans. <laughs> like, they'll complain all year about Eagles fans, but when mm. their team is doing good, they crap all of, you know, they do the same thing. Oh, yeah. So, I'm done with that. Like, I'm so done with them. I just want to go watch wrestling, enjoy whatever I enjoy. Not enjoy whatever I enjoy, but I'll do it with my mouth shut. You already know that. If I'm at a WWE show, I'll cheer everybody. I'll have a good time. But if, like, something isn't working, I'm not going to do anything. I just sit there. So you're not going to boo the entirety of a Seth Rollins-Finn Balor match over a red belt? No, that's stupid. <laughs> that's, a, that's like, I get it. You pay your money. But, dude... You're like I don't know if the crowd realizes what they do for the product right. and how they ruin the product reacting certain ways they do. No, in their mind they think that they're helping. Yeah. Well, not helping. I know what you mean. Because that would be selfless. They think we're we're going to make you change this because we don't like it. And guess what? You won't because they got your money. That mm-hmm. happened one time. What with Daniel D- Bryan? Daniel Bryan. Yeah, and I think that they – I mean, there is also the possibility that you – know, never mind. I was going to say there's a possibility that they plan that to begin with, but probably not. And tell me another match you want to see. Who else you want to see Brock face? You want to see him face Finn Balor? Well, newsflash, Finn Balor is stale right now. <laughs> I do not want to see that match. Uh, I agree. I I'd agree. rather see Seth. If anybody, it would have been Seth who I wanted to see. Well, right. There's a report going around that Cena was pushing for Seth to win. Really? Yeah. <laughs> but they, they didn't they didn't think it would be believable Seth being Brock. Oh, come on. Of course it is. Like, it's wrestling. You're supposed <laughs> to make it believable. <laughs> yes, you do. You sell the story. Something happens. <laughs> like, that. that is what it is. It makes it better. Oh, no. It's, it's not believable enough that this guy would beat that guy. You've been doing it for years. You've been doing it my whole life. That's what... That's by definition. That's what you're doing. You're taking something that is fake... And portraying it as real, and that's why you can tell these stories. Was Daniel Bryan beating Batista and Randy Orton believable? <laughs> yeah, because you made it believable. Yeah, you made it believable. You made us want and to believe it. And wrestling in the first match of the night against Triple H get it, and get in take that, like Prep says? Yeah. That, anyone who says it shouldn't happen because it's not believable should just stop talking and stop <laughs> watching. I have the cure, though. What's All that? Brock has to do is kick out at three. Yeah. <laughs> Keep him strong, brother. And point to the heavens. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on Raw the following night, Roman comes out to address the crowd. We were It was billed as Brock and Roman were going to face off, correct? Mm-hmm. 
Brock is not there. I love that Roman came out to announce that he's not there. It's fantastic. I thought this promo was excellent. I love that he said basically everything that we all have been saying about Brock all this time. He's hiding behind his contract. I don't respect him. He doesn't respect you. I don't fear him. Uh, I'm almost wondering, did they purposely keep Brock off the show so Roman could do this? It seemed that way. I mean, you'd almost get that feeling that that's the reason behind it, and they wanted to have that real shoot. Um, it kind of gives Roman Reigns a little more power going into the match. Yeah, I I really loved it. What Do you think it was purposely done for this reason? Yeah, this was the second best promo of the week. Yeah? Mm-hmm. But the I IWC want... hated <laughs> yeah, did, did they, they really, though? They com- people, I, don't, I don't know. People complaining. I, I don't know what there is to complain about. I, I... This was Roman's best promo since his promo after Mania last year. Where he didn't say anything. Where, where he didn't say anything. All he said was, that was the best thing he's done. And this was the second best promo. And I'm including, remember, he faced John Cena like this past year. Yeah. They had great promos. Yes. Yeah, this was shoots. better than all of that. Yeah. I thought it was great. I thought it was perfect. Yeah, I enjoyed it because he called Brock out. Like he said, we... He hit on all the truths that everybody says about him, hiding behind his contract. And yeah, I even like the part where he pointed out that he was um, in on Vegas the strip. on a strip with Dan- taking pictures with Dana White. Yeah. I thought that was great because that, that's the shoot. Because it happened. It really did happen. <laughs> so I did like that. And I, I wonder how far they're actually going to go because they're, they're trying to make this feel real. Because even the 31 match, that felt real. And th- that story of the match was like, is Roman ready? And I'm, and I'm, look, I'm even looking forward more to this match, IWC, because. Roman's grown a lot in those three years. A lot of the stuff Brock did, basically, I know Heyman, I think after WrestleMania last year, Heyman made a promo talking about the two and 23 and two or something like that. So Roman's kind of grown to another level and him and Brock can kind of be seen on like level, even level playing fields. Because before 31, you wouldn't really thought that. Yeah. I mean, Roman's definitely grown, but does he have enough to carry Brock at this point? I think that's going to be an. Brock awesome doesn't match. have a lot in the tank anymore. I don't think. I think it's going to just be a kind of a spectacle. I think it's going to be a lot of German suplexes, obviously. Yeah, it'll <laughs> be it'll be similar to a thirty-one match, but I also think that they'll throw in. I know last year when he fought Bill, I said it was basically the old SmackDown games when you had your um, finishes yeah. on Max. <laughs> I'm sure this that will be similar was. to that. I do think that's what it's going to be like. I think Brock is going to be bloodied by the end of it. I think for sure. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited for it. Well, uh, then they'll have to stop the match, though. They're true. They will have to stop In the New match. Orleans. I forgot about that. Yeah. If if there's blood, they got to stop the match and wipe it clean. Well, they might be doing a lot of wipe, stopping and wiping it clean. Yeah. Um, we had Cena come out, who, like I said, after his Raw Talk segment, after the pay-per-view, he was very dejected. I guess he had a, day to, a night to sleep on it. He came out seemingly rejuvenated, said, I want to figure out how I'm going to get to WrestleMania. And this is another point where these people are hypocrites that we're talking about. (laughs) They hate part-timers. They hate Roman. They hate Cena. But they go nuts when he mentions that he wants to wrestle The Undertaker. How many things did I see or hear about that said, oh, the Elimination Chamber was boring? It was too predictable. Haven't we been hearing about Cena and The Undertaker for, like, two years? More than that. More than that. I feel like there's nothing about that that's exciting. I don't want to see The Undertaker. I have no desire to see him. But these same people who will boo Roman Reigns when he walks out will cheer at the idea of Cena wrestling The Undertaker. The Undertaker looked horrible last year. He made that match with Roman difficult to watch. 
And Roman typically has great matches on every pay-per-view. Yeah, I, he has what? Great matches on every pay-per-view. Okay. Um, and I still haven't even revisited that match. Yeah, I, I watched it one other time. Um, but yeah, he said he wants to go to SmackDown to figure it out, which I thought was a good uh, a good way to at least get people to tune into SmackDown because their their ratings are falling off. Well, see, that's because the product they're putting out there isn't what it used to be. Right. We'll I mean, Raw has the better matches, the better storylines right now. I'm like we've talked about it. It's just dropped off. Yeah. Well, Cena's working on a, trying to get an Oscar nomination for his acting skills on Raw, <laughs> talking on Raw Monday night. He is. I, I did enjoy his promo prep. Did you have any thoughts on Cena on Raw? This was the third best promo okay. <laughs> third of the press. week. <laughs> no, this was really good. I enjoyed it. I was just waking up from a nap, like, and I turned on the TV real quick to finally hear John Cena's music. And as soon as he cut that promo, <laughs> mm-hmm. like, Eck text all of us and was like, no, or something like that. But I knew we were going to get swerved because I just... I still think that they're going to try to make the match, but apparently there's something in their back pocket in case they don't they don't make the match. You, you, you just want to say what it is? Yeah. Might as well, because I was going to bring it up anyway. Rey Mysterio. Apparently, the backup plan is Rey Mysterio. I don't know how I feel about that. How do you guys feel about that? First, John Cena? Yep. I don't know how you get there, because... That would be strange. The only time I remember them actually going one-on-one was... Um, it would be stupid because there's no way I could believe that Rey Mysterio <laughs> could beat John Cena. You make a valid point. How could a little guy Too unbelievable. John? <laughs> yeah, because the one time... The only time I recall him facing is for the, um, the WWE title when Rey won that tournament when Punk was contract was expo- wasn't renewed or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, that match was really good. But I don't know how you would get there. Or yes, I'm saying I wouldn't mind it, but you have no story behind it. Right yeah, now. no. So there's no reason to really want to watch yeah, it. Yeah, so it's like sitting like I'm a challenge Rey Mysterio, or like I'm having an open challenge. Anybody in the world? Like my would question that, coming would that out go over worse than Rey Mysterio coming out number thirty in the 2014 Royal Rumble. Oh, I, I felt sad for him. <laughs> the main question I have coming out of this is where's Braun Strowman go? Uh, I have an idea of where he's going to go. Well, we'll get to that momentarily. James Ellsworth? No, that would be awesome, though. I feel like they deserve the WrestleMania match. The question is, is it believable? Of course. I can see how it is. Any man with two hands has a fighting chance, Joey. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) uh, We had The Miz. Was this the number one promo of the week prep or no? Nope. Number, Number five? Miz, Miz basically, four. he wants his, his mania opponent. He puts over what he's done for the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, he's 62 days away from being the longest reigning Intercontinental Champion of all time. And I love that he listed everybody, not Shawn Michaels, not Bret Hart. I love that no, he did that. You noticed the name he left out? Uh, which name did he leave out? Mr. Perfect. He did, yes. Does he, does he get there? Does he get the 62 days? He will eventually. I don't, eventually. I, Not, I don't think he's going to do think it he on loses this that mania. Me too. Um, but he says Kurt told him that his opponent on this show may determine his mania opponent. Seth Rollins comes out. I thought Seth and Miz had a really good match. Balor and Miz had a match that wasn't quite as good right after that. How about Seth Rollins three quarters across the ring frog splash that he didn't quite make? He did make it. He did. I mean, he made it. He, he got made it. But he didn't. He didn't get all of it. It wasn't a frog splash. It was kind of like just, just jump. Dive. Yeah. It was a modified splash. <laughs> yeah. It was like a full dive. It, it, he's not, he was no RVD. 
Not not even because RVD would have got that and twisted. But oh yeah, yeah. But I was Xavier might have got it too. Yeah, yeah. Woods would have got the elbow that. drop. He's yeah. got some hops. Yeah, he does. Yeah, but I thought Rollins in the latter portion of the match actually showed some. Because I keep saying, like, even after the last week, when he did that chamber, I keep saying, like, the, you gotta get something going with this Monday Monday Night Rollins thing, and he has to like kind of like show his ass off in the ring and mm-hmm. like steal, try to steal the show as much as possible. It's a PG show. <laughs> they say that they say that on WWE television. Oh, okay. But um, no, he meant literally showing it. <laughs> they won't do that on yeah. WWE's. That's what, that's why. That's what I thought you were. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, my my mind's in the gutter. <laughs> it is. But um, yeah, I thought that it never strays too far from there. I no, think. no, really, just nested in there a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Well, I thought. Well, say I thought that he he had a great performance again, and now he's talking about he wants the Intercontinental Title, and then. I was shocked they had a miss face Balor right after that too, but R- Rollins did have the better showing than mm-hmm. Balor did, and Miz would get revenge on mixed match challenge. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. Um, so you mentioned Braun; he had a match with Elias where we had a DQ finish for the fire extinguisher. He chased Elias completely out of the building. Um, I liked that Elias got away. He he avoided the commentary table spot. He got away. Most guys don't get away from Braun. So I liked that Elias was able to get out of it. Um, but, yeah, I think Braun is going to end up being in. How many guys are going to be in this Intercontinental Championship match? It's supposedly five. Five. Ugh. Elias. Elias, Braun, Miz, Balor, Balor and Rupp. Seth. Yeah. Don't like that. So it's basically the Elimination Chamber match. Just yeah. Minus Roman. And Cena. Cena. Everyone except the guys that are pretty much fighting for the title and Cena who's finding a different road. Right. Does it become a gimmick match, you think? Uh, To me, it already is a gimmick match. Are they going to do Braun in a ladder match? I I would pop for us to see Braun climb a ladder. I mean, I would like it. I don't know if (laughs) Well, he's an athletic guy. I know. That's what I'm saying. I don't think it's funny. Does he win? I... They should make it a nighty match. If, if I was booking it, I would have him win because I think he needs to have won a title by now. I think we all, I think we're all pretty much set on the Miz is not going to leave WrestleMania as the Intercontinental Champion. I want him to hit that 62. Whether he will or won't, I yeah, want it. He will eventually, but it won't be this time. I don't know, though, because I would love to see Seth get it because I think Seth could do like a really good job with it. I think you need to do something with Seth right now. I think he's red hot. I think he's in, proven in the ring. I think he's got perfect mic skills. Just give him something. No, 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 all the the other uh, the red the other two of you. What do you think? Who wins? Seth, Alo. If it's a fatal five way, I hope it's a triple threat. Just what I was thinking it would be the triple threat. Miz and Rollins and and on Balor because remember they had that number one contenders triple threat match on Raw in May last year and that match was great. Yeah, I, I'm thinking triple threat as well. That's why I see. I I thought that's why they had those three kind of start off the uh, elimination I chamber. I, th- I thought that's why they did the way th- this uh, kick off the raw the way they did. I think that's kind of what they're building for. I wouldn't want to see the other two thrown in. Yeah. I think it just muddles it up too much. That could be an awesome match at three way for the for the new house title. Could be an awesome match. Yeah, and then once again, Braun is directionless for Mania mm-hmm. again for the second year in a row. Maybe he can face Rey Mysterio. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I would assume Finn wins if he goes demon. I don't. Yeah, I don't need to see that. I feel like if he's definitely going demon. So. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that'll bother me. I don't want to think about it. <laughs> um, women's elimination chamber match. We had Alexa defending her title against Bailey. 
Sasha, Sonya Deville, Mandy Rose, and Mickey James. This is my favorite match of the night. Open the show. Great. I thought they I did too. a great job opening. I thought this match exceeded my expectations. I liked that they told different stories throughout the match. We got more Sasha and Bailey friction. I think my only nitpick was that Mickey and Alexa didn't. There was no interaction. They no, didn't. I thought do, that was good. They didn't do anything. I thought that was good because the whole story was everybody else's friends. Alexa didn't have a friend, but she, so she tried to befriend Mickey. But when it was time for Alexa to get involved, she was by herself. So being friends with Mickey didn't even matter. Yeah, I, she still won. Yeah, yeah, I I wanted it to matter because then they come out on Monday and Mickey James is just her friend now, with no real reasoning. Um, but no, I thought they did a good job. I liked that Alexa retained. Her interview afterwards was awesome. Yeah, that was great. That she she pulled the swerve on everyone. She swerved, she swerved it real quick. My favorite thing with her is the fact that every time she gives these speeches, we really be like, oh, my God, what the hell are they doing with her? Yeah. And, and she <laughs> yeah. really has this in the palm of her hand. And she just switches up real quick. I was like, yeah. oh, my. Every time she does that, we, she get, she she has this all. I was yeah, thinking, I, oh, this is I real. She, I was thinking, this is real. She's showing some emotion. This is crazy. What, what she's, and then, boom. Yeah, but, like but, that. but like, yeah, I'm glad she does that level. because of the whole, like I stated earlier, the whole state of the women's division. Like, every time they, they do some new accomplishment, they all start crying. <laughs> yeah, we need to be done with yeah. that. Like, do I guys, got it for a while, but. Is she creeping up to being the best developmental talent, like homegrown NXT talent? NXT, not FCW. Right. I, yeah, she's creeping up because, one, she's exceeded all my expectations. Yeah. I saw... The the first time I saw a match of her was live, actually, when they were at the tower here. I saw her match, and... Was that after the Matt Madness start? No, I don't believe so. No, it was before. Um, before you there. found your fan? Yeah, I was there with Laugh and Eck. Um, and she was still like the pixie character, whatever you wanted to call it. And I was like, I see something there. I don't know what it is exactly, but I was like, I see something. And then they turned her heel, and I was like, okay, I think, I, I think they're starting to get to it. But I think I just wasn't sure if she had... The ability to talk. You can have personality without really being able to talk. And I was like, I don't know if she's going to be able to talk. And then gradually at NXT, she showed it a little more. And then she got to the main roster, and I was like, I don't know if she's ready for this. And completely proved me wrong because she was more ready than than anyone could have imagined. And I think she's only gotten better. She's gotten better in the ring. Her character has gotten better. And I think her ability on the microphone has consistently been great. Yeah, and something a fun something fun about this. Since last year's WrestleMania, Alexa's been women's champion all but a month. Yeah. On both shows. Yeah, she's been dominant. Cuz she so she cuz um when she came, she won it right after the shakeup and that's when she wasn't champion for that 2 to 3 week stretch and then she only she lost it at SummerSlam and regained it the next week on now Raw. Yeah. I don't know who who else would you put ahead of her, Prep? Maybe Apollo Cruz. <laughs> I could be her or Charlotte, right? <laughs> Well, Shaw was FCW, though. She was around for That's FCW, I, I believe. Check. But, yeah, I, but, but I would no doubt Alexa Bliss. Yeah, she's in the conversation. Hands down. She's in the conversation without a doubt. Yeah, without without a big indie career. Yeah, no indie <laughs> career to speak of. Uh, do we all pretty much universally like this 
women's match, though? Yeah. yeah. I thought I liked a lot of elements of it. It was, it was a great match from start to finish. Again, first time you're seeing this. And I like the way they played it out. Like you said, originally they were pitting two-on-two-on-two. Kind of played out a little differently. You had Bella, um, Bailey, she got turned on there. I mean, that's a fun little storyline coming out of that. And they still have issues, as you've seen the night after. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Alexa, who's been just gold. She she didn't only exceed my expectations. She defecated all over any expectations I had <laughs> for her. And, yeah. I mean, a lot of good things came out of this. They did. Yeah, um, before I give my um, opinion, Corey Graves, excellent. Um, Killing Sasha in every turn. Yeah, like, like we, we, when she pushed Bailey off, I was like, see, I told you. <laughs> and then he had a line on Mixed Match Challenge where he said, um, he said, well, I hope Finn Balor's jack is Kevlar for when Bank stabs in the back. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought the match was really good. I'm glad all these, I'm glad all these first, first ever women's matches are hitting because where it means we're open to do more and it basically seems successful. I thought I, the the whole friend thing, I thought it was I thought it worked pretty well. Yeah. Alexa shined in the match. I love when her, when Mickey got eliminated her face. Even when Mickey got the pinfall at Sonya Deville, yeah. Alexa's fist lit lit up uh-huh. and then she, Mickey got eliminated right after that. And um <laughs> and then Alexa then Alexa not wanting to come out the cage. And her, her twisted blitz at the top of the pie. I thought that was great. And um, Sa- and once again, Sasha always coming close, but not right there. A lot of people always say that Sasha gets the sh- gets the short stick, short- gets the short hand up, the short stick of, of all this of all these women's matches. But the way WWE pr- tries to position her is she's always the last one, and the last ones left. Right. But just f- comes up short. Yeah. Uh, so we just had the departure of Mr. Sexy Punakana, C. Kane Joe Rodermill, but now we would like to welcome the godfather of the podcast, Joe Lafferty. Welcome back. You people. <laughs> <laughs> you people know who I am, but you don't know why I'm here. You want a war? <laughs> You're going to get one. <laughs> I want to give a shout-out to all the military, actually. Um, I don't like using that word, war. And uh, looking back, Scott Hall probably didn't know at the time. But uh, anybody that's ever served uh, much braver than me, uh, thank you. And uh, and anytime I say big words like that anymore, I, I like to give shouts out to people. So. <laughs> so what's up, guys? Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. I was uh, Pleasant surprise. out on the town and... Uh, <laughs> Figured I'd stop by. So. <laughs> Figured I'd stop by to talk yeah. a little Elimination Chamber? Anything. Yeah, there's uh, there's a lot going on. What did you think of the Women's Elimination Chamber match? match was great. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. And I've told you since day one, the, the work that they've been doing has been great. Mm-hmm. I think Charlotte's still the best ever. Mm-hmm. But it, it's not the main title. Right. So I don't want it going on last... They've shined and they've mm-hmm. always done a good job in that position. But I'm, I'm always, I always want my main title to be the focus of the show, the storyline. I want the guys chasing the title. It should be, it should all be about that title. It was a great opener, and they really, the girls worked hard. They really put on a nice match. I enjoyed the whole thing, all the spots. It was really good. I Alexa is incredible, like you guys said. Uh, the spot that Mickey did, <laughs> I got nervous, but then yeah. was proud of her in a mm-hmm. weird way. So 
Uh, thanks for asking. It was awesome. I, I enjoyed it. I thought the whole network special was good. And I typically try to tell you, Ron, I, I give it a good or a bad. Right. I, I like it or I, I didn't. <laughs> and I like the show. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you brought that up because I forgot completely about the show ratings. So, Ayla, would you like to remind <laughs> our listeners of the rating system? Yeah, it's a horrible show. If it's a horrible show, it's a job. If it falls so many minutes, it's a It's a fantastic show. Get the show stopped. Prep, what was your rating? Just a straight-up slobber knocker. Sleep. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I fell asleep, so it's not because of the show. It's just because I had a rough day. But yeah. <laughs> a rough day. I went back and watched what I missed, and I enjoyed it, so I'd just give it a slobber knocker for now. I liked it, but I didn't love it. Yeah. Alo. Just slobber knocker. I don't even care for the chamber matches. Oh, I thought Oscar Nia Jax was really good, too. But other than that, Underwoman. I'm going to give it a showstopper. Ha! Because for the because sole of reason Roman. <laughs> Roman. that the Roman Empire, the rise of the Roman Empire, I'm going to give it a showstopper. Man, uh, you're giving these out. I, I am. I'm, I'm going to tone it back after this week, but I think just in celebration of Roman, I'm going to have to do that uh, just to, to hopefully annoy some people. But uh, you mentioned Oscar and Nia Jax. About like 10 or 11 minute match. I like that the finish was kind of a. More of a crafty finish for Asuka than a dominant finish. Keeps Nia Jax looking, you know, d- doesn't really hurt her at all. What were your thoughts on this match? Exactly what I thought was going to happen. Asuka would beat her, and then Nia would take her out again. Yeah. So it wasn't nothing to write home about. I enjoyed their matches before, so. One of my favorite parts was Alexa watching backstage. Terrified. <laughs> Terrified and then so happy. After Nia destroyed Asuka. Uh, does anyone think that Asuka is actually facing Alexa Bliss at WrestleMania, though? Nope. Nope. Because uh, I, yeah, I don't think so either. I think she's going to face Charlotte. And for some reason, I feel like Sasha's going to be the one in the WrestleMania match for the Raw women. You think so? Mm-hmm. Well, I think we must get a fatal four-way. <laughs> well, the, the last thing I saw was that they may scrap the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle yeah. Royal and make it some type of women's event where they could get all the women on the roster. Yeah, you haven't heard? You haven't seen this laugh? No. I maybe did just didn't we talk about this on Sunday, the the, the ninth wonder of the world battle royal? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was saying call it the Joni Lauer ninth wonder <laughs> of the world battle royal. I don't know uh, where this came from because the last thing I'd heard about it before that was that uh, William Goldberg was going to win it. <laughs> And now all of a sudden they're saying, oh, we might not even do it. So I don't know what's going to happen. Well, I saw something today where it said Sasha and Billy may finally get that one-on-one match. Because also something came out that Triple H and Vince were like going back and forth to see who was going to win the leave chamber as a champion. Mm-hmm. And you have to assume that one won Alexa, one won Sasha. Interesting. I'm surprised that anybody wanted to get it off Alexa because she's been such a great women's champion. Like you said, she's outside of a month, she's been the champion for the entire yeah. last year. Yeah, well, if it's Sasha and Bailey one-on-one, I would expect Triple H wanted Sasha to get the belt back so, cause he, so he could build off that whole NXT thing and, right. and make it more important because of it'll be with, about the title. Yeah, well, I, if, if they do it, I think it deserves to be for the title. I just don't know if it will be. Uh, we got another six-women tag on Raw. Um, Asuka got the win I don't know that we really need to go into much detail About another six woman tag Other than the fact that Bailey, You know left Sasha hanging Which is the first shot That I think Bailey has really taken At Sasha So we'll see where that goes I still don't 
I'm still not predicting a full Sasha heel turn because we've been waiting for it for at least a year and a half, maybe two years. I don't think it'll be Sasha. No, you don't think? No, I think it'll be Bailey. Hmm. <laughs> One thing I did like was there was like a. I think it was a dot com. Yeah. They were trying to take video of Sasha. Uh, I did. And she was like, get out of here or something like that. And I saw a tweet that said, what airport is this? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's good. I did not see that. I saw the video, but I didn't see that tweet. Well, I was thinking about the, I thought you were talking about the Bailey WB.com segment where um, she basically was going, trying to get around the question. And she said, basically said, I have my reasons. And she does have her reasons because basically any chance, so, any chance given to get an upper hand, Sasha's taking it, and Bailey hasn't. Right. But this time, Bailey's probably just had enough. So if Bailey is the one to turn heel, she actually has a legitimate point. Yeah. And they can afford to turn Bailey heel other than Sasha because Bailey's been basically nothing, even though she was the champion last year around this time. She's been nothing. You haven't done nothing with her since she dropped the title to Bliss. Sasha, you always put her in the forefront. So turning Bailey heel won't really hurt them. Like it can only help because, like you said, she hasn't been all that relevant. Uh, we had the Ronda Rousey contract signing. We talked a little about a little bit about Ronda already. Not a great segment, other than the fact that Kurt Angle shined like a thousand suns <laughs> in this thing. A few, a few botches, but he made up for it botches. What yeah, botches notwithstanding, I, that didn't even matter because, first of all. The contract itself. <laughs> it literally just had her name and yes. really big font on it. It's like what a first grader's idea of what a contract The thing like. was, we all laughed at that at the same time. We all laughed. Uh, <laughs> um, you, yeah. guys, you guys need to ask Derek if he made that. <laughs> <laughs> Derek, you, you didn't mock up that contract, did you? Said, He's a man of a lot of creativity, <laughs> yeah. so I can see it. <laughs> yeah, just write somebody, just put somebody's name really big on the, on the piece of paper, and that's a contract. Um... They made her talk a little too much, and I know we discussed that prep. I know you were not really happy with how much she talked and how happy she was to be there. Um, But, yeah, Angle just chiming in with, oh, I'm just really impressed with Stephanie and Triple H because now they're they're just here to manipulate you and hold you down. I thought it was excellent. Um, Stephanie trying to say he's, you know, he's delusional. He has the flu. (laughs) He has pneumonia. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Him taking the last shot at Stephanie on the way out. Obviously, Ayla, what did I say as soon as Triple H walked out there? Is he going to take a bump in his shoot again? (laughs) And he did. He got put through a table by Ronda. Hell of a bump. It was. Laugh, I'm going to go to you first on this. Because I know very well your feelings on Triple H and Stephanie. I'm pretty sure you like Ronda. I don't know if you like her for WWE. So I'm just curious your thoughts on them doing her contract signing on a pay-per-view and what the segment turned into. I was happy with Ronda in the segment. Mm-hmm. I love Kurt Angle. I do feel bad when he misses his spots within yeah. the promos. But it is McMania season once mm-hmm. again. <laughs> and SmackDown with those backstage segments and even Shane in the ring is awful. Yes, it is. And <laughs> we'll get to that. You... <laughs> the last topic you just talked about with the women mm-hmm. and who's going to challenge what title at WrestleMania, I don't think they know. And right now, I don't think they care. They care about Ronda Rousey, Stephanie McMahon, and Triple H. And nothing else within that women's division matters. Right. 
Triple H created something with Asuka being undefeated. Mm-hmm. I think they gave Rousey a ton of money. So it's going to become a primary focus. And then it always has to do with, with Triple H and Stephanie. I cringe watching them. And anytime around this season, taking spotlight away from the Sashas and the Baileys that have been making the towns, that have been taking <laughs> the bumps, that have been getting hurt. Um, I, I, I hate Triple H. I hate Stephanie. <laughs> and it's well, well documented. Mm-hmm. The match will probably be awful. I'll give you a spoiler now, Aglo. <laughs> that the, was going to be good. Something you mentioned earlier, uh, Triple H's last good match. Well, that's an incorrect statement, but the match with Daniel Bryan was good. He had a good match with Dean Ambrose. At awesome. Whatever, at whatever, when match. did I say that? At whatever pay-per-view that, that was. No, I, no, no. He said his Triple H's last you, good. When you were talking about believable matches and, and you mentioned something about Daniel Bryan beating... Uh, legacy. In, oh yeah, yeah. In, in the same evolution, evening, yeah. evolution. Oh, I didn't mean just, just testing. Just yeah. testing. <laughs> I, I, I'm all over the place, but I, and anytime I see Triple H in the ring, it, it just makes me cringe. He steals the spotlight from the workers that have been busting their ass for the last year. You don't want to see Undertaker anymore. When he came back, when he comes back for Mania. That never bothered me. I always seemed to enjoy his matches and enjoyed it for once a year for what it was worth. Mm -hmm. That moment when Michaels gave him a super kick right into the pedigree and we all thought the streak was over at that point. The taker moments like that, I learned to really enjoy. But I, I don't look at Triple H like that at all. I... 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 <laughs> Makes you sick. Hey, you gotta puke. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I know. Perhaps you were not a big fan of the segment on the pay per view, but I have in my notes for Raw that they took your advice and let her be a fired up, you know, serious Ronda Rousey. You're happy with what they did. I know you mentioned it earlier. What do you? I don't. I don't know. What What do you feel about the way they they moved with it on Raw? I don't think it progressed very much. Like all they did was go out. Like Steph, I thought Steph was hilarious. Like apologizing <laughs> to Ronda. To yeah, Ronda. <laughs> cowering to her. I really liked Ronda coming out like that. The, the one slight nitpick I have about Ronda right now, and it was aesthetically, and I said this about Shayna Baszler. Ronda Ronda doesn't need all that makeup. She's a badass. Like, why are you, like, dolling her up like she looked like cake face? Yeah. And she doesn't need that. So that was my one complaint about her besides her promo. But I I don't think that Triple H punching Kurt, that didn't do anything for me. It gave Triple H back the heat. Yeah. (laughs) That's what it did. (laughs) Yep. uh, You think it's about you? Bang. (laughs) It was a good punch. I will give him that. (laughs) Guys can't punch anymore. It was a a really good punch. And back to Ronda, if I may, Prep, please. 
I always think of the bad Entourage movie <laughs> and how bad of an actress she was. When, hey, Turtle. <laughs> I see her start to talk. I did love DC and Kane at ringside. And if anybody else was there, I forget. But I the really very forgettable Travis Brown. <laughs> oh yeah, Travis Brown was there. <laughs> I really think Ronda had a moment, and I was happy for her. Yeah, I think yeah. she deserves it. She had a rough couple of years. I think she deserved to have that. Alo, your thoughts on where it went on Raw? It was just to progress the whole mixed tag team match. Things going to happen. Like when Stephanie responded to Ronda, I don't know if she was going to go into Vince voice or not, but she did it because she kind of like ran towards her to, to apologize. But I thought that was a little bit. I thought that part was a little bit awkward, but. We already know this is all about, like I said in the beginning of the show, it's all about the, the McMahons, as it has been for the last 20 years. Yeah. It is, yeah. Mc, McMania season, as as Laugh so <laughs> eloquently put it. Um, I don't think I have a whole lot to say about the rest of Elimination Chamber or Raw. Titus Worldwide versus The Bar. I thought this sucked. I thought it was just a waste of pay-per-view time. Even on Raw. On Raw, it was a best two falls out of three, For and no they swept reason. it to nothing. Who do you guys think is their opponent at WrestleMania? What What is next? When Everybody! They, <laughs> well, when they went through the, the laundry list, it, do, do you think your revival will, will get a spot? I think it's the Usos. Huh? Yep. You I think it's the bar Usos again. Match? Yeah. So we know how the the brands are going to... No more brand exclusive pay per views. I feel like they have to get some of these titles, you cut some I, of these titles down. Yeah, that won't happen. I don't think that's going to happen. So I think they'll just have the interpromotional match. Hmm. Or do the Usos lose to the New Day? Not a chance. And then the <laughs> uh, Wyatt family. I can't wait to talk about that. <laughs> the Wyatt family. <laughs> uh, that's what I think. I think SmackDown is going to be at least a triple threat. Between the Usos, the New Day, and the Wyatt family. <laughs> Does Jeff Hardy come back? Do, do the Hardy boys have another they say Mania? He may, they say he may be ready for Mania, Jeff. If I trust anybody outside of John Cena to be ready for that, it would probably be Jeff Hardy. Like, I feel like he would get himself back in time for that. Because I was, I was really thinking about that. What team? Yeah, because there's Gallows and Anderson. They don't seem to be... Uh, threatening for a title, the revival—they don't have them in that position. Then the revival they weren't do even a checklist or something like that on Twitter or something. Oh, no, I could have swore I saw something like that where they went down. Who like who they, who they beat everybody, but they haven't even got a tag team title shot yet. Can we get the Golden Truth back together to no. challenge for their tag team titles? <laughs> I would pop for that if they did that. I want Goldust to challenge the Miz for the IC title. <laughs> that that would actually be cool. I, I would appreciate. My need, that I need I need the wig back. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know what they're going to do with the tag titles, though, but it feels like there's nothing left to do. Right. Told you, everybody. <laughs> Who even is there? Rival, Balor Club, um, Worldwide. I'm just said Jeff's probably back. Cause then you, know, you know they'll probably put the titles back on the Hardys when Jeff gets back. Yeah, I think they'll do that, but if too. You, but if you don't want to steal another Mania moment from younger talent. Yeah, yeah. Will they give it to any of the NXT teams? So that was going to be my next question. Is there anybody we'll see come up? No, not until after. Well, AOP's in the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team yeah, Classic, so I don't think they yeah, go AOP anywhere. Yeah, AOP will be up. I think, I think AOP will be up after. Interesting. Uh, Bray Wyatt <laughs> lost to Woken Matt Hardy. There goes that. Okay. Boring, meaningless, <laughs> yes. another waste of time. 
WWE has found a way to truly break Matt Hardy. <laughs> he had been playing broken Matt Hardy for, what, a year? And I, WWE found a way to actually make it broken. It's None of this is interesting. It's going to continue. I don't see any reason why. Does anyone have anything good to say about Woken Matt Hardy at this point? Jeff will be back soon. <laughs> and I think, I think that's going to be necessary at this point. It is necessary. I just want them to change the theme song back. <laughs> Me too. I don't know if you guys remember, I must have said this about two months ago, that we were talking when all the Broken Matt stuff was going on, saying, imagine if they could do this with WWE's production, how great it could have been. And then they get here, and I think I said, WWE is almost where good things in wrestling go to die now. (laughs) And they proved that 100% right, that this is... I don't know, Laugh, if you were ever into Broken Matt Hardy or any of that stuff, but... I'm on record here saying strap the rocket. And, he was. And okay. I think I may have even said give him the title. You did. What, what I find interesting mm-hmm. is there were more people in the crowd doing delete before he made the change. Right. <laughs> right. I know. Yeah. Now, now it's a shame, but the crowd's dead yeah. during the matches. It's a, it's and Wyatt and Hardy have been on the house show circuit for a long time. Yeah. And the match still wasn't good. I don't know. I What I think happened was they took too long mm-hmm. to give it a try. Mm-hmm. And I remember everything's about money. So Vince was concerned about lawsuits, and didn't he say I've never lost? Yeah, or something. But he, he still doesn't want to pay money to to have suits. And it's interesting that now Double J's in the hall. <laughs> Do you tie that together to have all the rights to that stuff now? Right around the time that Double J gets in the Hall of Fame, I never thought of it. I I never thought of it. I. I think that Jarrett hit rock bottom with that match that he wrestled drunk or high, or in, in my opinion. Okay, mm-hmm. I, I don't mean to to throw <laughs> that out there. So, what he he didn't look good. Whatever was wrong with him, that match that's on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the WWE they pay for rehab for yeah. anybody past or present. Mm-hmm. I. I, I think it happened somewhere in there in that moment. And I hate Double J in the ring. I hate any of his stuff in any promotion. Do I respect his his contribution and his family's contribution, his father? Yes. He's been in the business since I think he was 16, 17, or 18. He's 50 years old now, so it's a very long, storied career. Mm-hmm. I don't like his match. That's matches. That's okay, but I do respect what he's done right. for the business. So, I said a couple curse words about him going in, about Double J going in. <laughs> and First person I thought of when I saw. Yeah. And if they, uh, if Rody starts singing uh, with my baby tonight, <laughs> I will mark out. I I know a lot of that song. Do you really? By the way, yeah. So maybe we'll have to get you in here. You, you've we've talked about it before that you've sung the Soviet national anthem on the show. Better than Nikolai. Yeah, maybe we'll have to get you in here to sing to sing the roadie. I wanted to sing Moana better than uh, Hunter. If you were able to be here that night, I know you right. would have sang that. Yeah. So maybe one day we'll get to that too. <coughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I. But the the broken Matt Hardy, woken Matt Hardy, Bray Wyatt. It's. It, it, I it, I don't have any it's not, anything to say about it other it's nothing than important. I'm not interested. If he was in there with somebody else doing something important, yeah, but who cares about Bray Wyatt? Yeah, well, nobody. And that comes from someone who was a huge Bray Wyatt fan, and I'm just, I could not care any less anymore. How about this? Bray Wyatt, the superstar, <laughs> the superstar who, um, God, how am I going to put this? People go to Bray Wyatt to die. How about that? that that's <laughs> a good point. Every feud that, that he's in dies. You know who the last person to make Bray Wyatt interesting was? Randy Orton? Roman Reigns. <laughs> Anyone but Roman. Anyone but Roman. <laughs> um, I was going to say Luke Harper. Well, Luke Harper. Is amazing. He is. Yeah. He's in great shape, too. I was going to say, he looks fantastic. His physique looks good. He looks Svelte. like he lost weight. Svelte, as Joey would say. He looks real tan. He should be Bray Wyatt, but. Yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, he wasn't. Um Last thing I have for Raw, we mentioned the kid Jarius Robinson, JJ, mm-hmm. who's being the recipient of the Warrior Award. Uh, his whole cause, it, it takes lives to save lives. He's promoting organ donation and things of, of that sort. And I've been seeing that people are bitching about it on social media, saying there are other people who are more deserving. <laughs> and the, internet. the only thing I'm going to say is if you have a problem with this, first of all, it's an award named after the ultimate warrior that WWE is giving out. If you have a problem with this, if this is bothering you, if you've wasted even one second of your life being upset about this little kid who is a pretty impressive little kid with an unbelievable personality being given this award by WWE, please tell me to my face so I can knock your ass out. And that's all I have to say about that. Any yes, or instead of taking the time to type, like go kiss a family member, yeah, yeah. or 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 work harder at your job yeah. at your personal brand. Yeah, do something human. Yeah, <laughs> sing a song. You know. Yeah, sing a a foreign powers national anthem if if you need to. Uh, yeah, I don't know if anybody else has any comments on Raw or Elimination Chamber. How's 205 Live, Prep? You didn't catch it? I didn't catch okay. it. We had, a lot, we had a lot to watch this week. But yeah, there was a lot to watch this We had 16 matches to watch uh, <laughs> at, a, at a, a throwback mania, which we won't reveal yet. Um, so on to SmackDown. Does anyone think SmackDown was any better this week than it's been? There was one segment that was incredible. Okay. The answer to that is yes. Okay, better than it's been. Yeah. John Cena was there, so yes. It was. So, <laughs> yeah, Prep, you might as well unveil what the best promo of the week was. The Usos in the New Day. <laughs> this was so good. I've watched it about four times, trying to Ooh. find fault in it, and I couldn't. Mm-hmm. I watched it while I was on the treadmill Ooh. and got really hyped and started running <laughs> instead of, like, speed walking. <laughs> Very inspirational. How great was it to see Biggie in a serious role? Mm-hmm. It was awesome. So good. And the best thing they did and at that point in that promo was Kofi and Xavier didn't say a word because anything they would have said would have made it a joke. But them not saying anything made it feel serious, made it feel real, and I loved every second of it. Yeah, so the, the thing I think I liked most about it was that the Usos came out, and they said, we used to be like you. We used to be out here dancing. We used to be in bright colors. We used to be happy. 
They said, you guys talk about the power of positivity. Let's give you a dose of reality. And they mm. talked about every year how they were on the sidelines at WrestleMania, which is true. And I, I don't Free think shows. I, yeah, I don't think I ever realized it until I saw it mentioned a couple weeks ago. And we joke all the time about how they'll jump through hoops to get everybody on that show. How have the Usos never been on it? It's crazy to me. Yeah, they've never, yeah, they never been on the main show. They've always been on the pre-show. Yeah, the pre-show matches all the time, and they kind of tried. It's almost like. It mirrors kind of what Sasha Banks' boss character was. Like, Summer Rae told her, you're never going to get anywhere if you're just happy to be here. And that kind of was the birth of the boss, her having that kind of darker image. That's kind of what the Usos said we had to do. I suggest you guys do the same. And then Big E comes out with, you know, we got where we got because we ran out. We charged the field and took what was ours saying that's why we hosted the show last year. That's why we'll be on the show this year. I thought it was great. I thought, like you said, there was a lot of realism to it and a lot of fire to it. And, yeah, I loved it. I thought it was great. And it was nice to see that after the stupid graphics on the screen <laughs> for the New Day's entrance, which I please, Brian, <laughs> I don't know who is telling you that this is good to put these graphics on the screen during promos. But whoever is telling you that is not your friend, they are not looking out for you, we know you're listening, please stop. Is, is it Derek doing the graphics? <laughs> you know what? That would be amazing if that was Derek's idea. There's, you know what would be good? Let's pop words up in different colors on the screens. I have to ask him if this was his, uh, his brainchild. But, uh, yeah, I think that was a great promo as well. Uh, Laugh, what do you think about, about the Usos and New Day? A lot of people have been saying us included, that we kind of want this to be over. It ran its course. But oh, I feel like new pfft. new life with the Brews breathed into it last night. Do you agree yeah, with that? Yeah, they, they shut me up because I was the one champion in that. Like, I'm <laughs> tired of this. I don't want to <laughs> see it again. And, phew, did they shut me up. But they put on good matches. Mm-hmm. They do. That's but why I watch. I just yeah. wanted to see it put to bed. And, yeah. Ron, you said the Usos never have, have never been on the main show. Mm-hmm. I submit to you, I ask you now, where are you going to put them? Think about it already with McMania right. and <laughs> how this is all going to shake up in the next 40 days, whatever the heck, 39 or 40, I think it is, yeah. actually. They'll probably get a bad spot. I, I think we have to find their good matches on a network special somewhere in, in the drop-down menu. Yeah. I unfortunately don't think they will get so as good as this promo was. I find it interesting that it's not going to do anything. Yeah, you think they're still not going to be on the main card? I think they'll be on. Okay, but what's going to be the the bathroom break match before what's going to be the final match? Right. Think about where where everything's going to shake up over the next forty days. I don't know. I don't. You're not I, feeling optimistic. No, no, I, I don't feel like these guys that have worked their butts off mm-hmm. will get the time they deserve. Yeah, A-Lo? and the and the oh. paycheck and the paycheck. Yeah. Right. Like Laugh said, um, I honestly think that this storyline may go nowhere, and they might not even end up on WrestleMania card, just like that. Just like Laugh said, I thought the promo was really good, but like I said, they have been on the pre-show every year, and. I think it'll be a triple threat, too. I, I was shocked that the Bludgeon Brothers didn't try to take out the New Day this week. Um, I was very glad they finally used Mjolnir. 
because I've, I've been <laughs> championing that for, for months now. But I'm excited for the match. Prep didn't want to see the match. I don't know why. He, he was just probably tired of this, just them together. But I'm glad this promo kind of changed his mind because, like I said, this was our rivalry of the year. Yeah. When you guys uh, told your fans about some of these WrestleManias that you're doing, this gimmick that the Bludgeon Brothers, that the, the Wyatts are doing, where they come out before the uh, the wrestlers clear the ring, clear the yeah. ramp, that was an old trick that they used to do in the Jack Tunney days. <laughs> and I remember that's how the, um, you know, Jake Roberts and, and Rick Martell used to do a lot of their stuff. Yeah, I remember Martell came out... Um, a, whether it was a Piper's Pit or a uh, funeral parlor with Paul Bear or whatever, started spraying <laughs> the snake bag. Yeah. <laughs> but, they, but they always did stuff with the ramp, so it was mm-hmm. a callback to our uh, friends of the past. Yeah. So as you do those throwbacks, let me know if you see any of that. <laughs> the Bludgeon Brothers are copying off of... Uh, some of the superstars of the past. Yeah, and I wonder when we'll see them in a real match with a real team. Do you and think we see it before WrestleMania? And they can go. Yeah. yeah. Now they're, they're a fun tag team. Probably fast lane. You think so? Mm-hmm. Um, so we might as well get into the WWE Championship <laughs> picture. Uh, John Cena shows up on SmackDown. Wants the, he wants to be in the Fatal Five way. Shane and Brian tell him if he beats AJ Styles tonight, he will be in the Fatal Five Way. We've obviously seen John John Cena and AJ Styles go at it quite a few times over the last year and a half. Did you guys think that this? Obviously, I don't think it lived up to their pay per view slash network special matches, but for a, a Tuesday night match, I thought this was was pretty good. Okay, had one huge nitpick with it was that there were two finishers kicked out of during the commercial <laughs> break. Um, but I thought I thought it was a really good match. I thought it was a fun match. I loved the transition, breaking out of the calf crusher into the AA. I thought the AA through the table spot was good. Um, but I would assume anyone who's been watching would know that when it's a non-title match, the champion is going to lose. And I guess when it means John Cena gets into the fatal five-way match. Uh, do you do you think he needs to be in that match? Like, do you think this story they're telling for him is a story that needs to be told for John Cena? I didn't predict it th- that this was going to happen. So I enjoy that. I enjoy when things. It, look, I'm so wrong with all my predictions. <laughs> we we joke about it. But we still have an idea where things are going. Right. I, I didn't expect him to give a serious promo on Monday night, uh, show up on Tuesday, and and then wrestle AJ Styles. Mm-hmm. So the match was good. The, the in-ring stuff on Mondays and Tuesdays has been good. I, I've uh, been very happy with that. I'm usually super critical. I love that the cruiserweights are off television. Mm-hmm. 205 Live, best TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but it's not the main title. Uh, same <laughs> thing I've said for for two over 110 episodes. Yeah. <laughs> so did did I see it going this way? No. Do do I think it's telling a good story? Yes. 
whether it's Taker or Mysterio in some weird way, who knows who his match is going to be against. But Cena works hard. He's done a lot for kids with the Make-A-Wish. So I want to see him in the spotlight. It'll continue to be a part-time role. And I, I hope he gets time at Mania. I do. I hope so too. Alo, your thoughts on AJ Cena? Well, I like I like this whole Cena's resilient story because he has no idea what he's going to do, and I don't think the writers do either. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I like the desperation because even going back to Chamber, he was des- he was desperate, and I talked about his Oscar nominating a performance yeah. on Raw, talking <laughs> on Raw, like legit, legit being worried about WrestleMania in something that like the um, AA through the um, announce table that was like. I move out of desperation because like okay I'm gonna win this match by count now John Cena never actually does that yeah and um that that was about it I, that was about it not, not much no worry because he said this was a TV match instead of a network special match and I'm glad Cena did win because now you get a six pack challenge and you you can't get any worse than what we've actually got so Cena I think actually makes this match better. Yeah, how many more guys get added to this match before <laughs> six more? We have what two weeks. <laughs> a week from Sunday. <laughs> a 12-pack challenge. <laughs> there you go. Um, did you like... Um, re- did you really like that Raw talk? No. <laughs> okay. I, did, I was No, even when we watched it, I made fun of him, like, the way he was acting. Like, he was, like, legit sad. Yeah, because that moment, when I usually say, oh, God, like, why am I watching yeah. this? That's how I felt... I'm such a loser. <laughs> but I was still sitting in my computer at right. 11.30 on a Sunday night yeah. when I should have been prepping for, for work. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I didn't necessarily think the performance was good. I think I appreciated that they did it because it, it's like there actually is some work being put into Cena's journey to WrestleMania. I like that they're at least making an effort not to just, oh, we'll just throw Cena in a match. It's like we're at least trying to go on a journey with Cena. Prep, what did you think of AJ Cena on Tuesday? After the promo from the Usos, I was kind of checked out. <laughs> so, like, I watched it, but I kind of watched it with one eye open. It was all right. It was just another Cena-AJ match. They're going to deliver every time they're in there, so I thought it was pretty good. But there was no reason to do that on TV. <laughs> <laughs> what, Cena-AJ? Yeah, like... That was that was dumb. Why would you pin the champion again? Yeah, that, I guess that's the one the one gripe is that AJ took a pin, especially after main, Cena has show. taken like three pins in the last two weeks. <laughs> yeah, that's true too. He has taken right? a lot. He has eaten a lot of pins of late. Not that everybody would admit that, but it is the case. Uh, we also have Corbin beat Sammy when Ziggler. Took out Owens on commentary. I don't have much to say about that. We have the whole brawl with everybody being in the ring at the end of the night. <laughs> I just I don't see one what Baron Corbin what business he has being anywhere near the title right now. Who? Exactly. I, I don't know. I I really don't like all this. Everybody getting thrown into the title picture. It, mudd- it muddles everything up. I pop when Kevin Owens said, "Baron Corbin, where's your hair? Lo- where's your hairline?" Commentary. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll give you that. That was good. Look, Kevin Owens is good on commentary, but we got more Shane and Daniel Bryan stuff, which seemed unnecessary. I didn't mind KO and Zayn complaining to Shane and Shane kind of mocking them. 
because that's been going on for a while. I don't know how much longer we have to watch that. Uh, I don't know. I, I guess it's also kind of weird because we all know AJ Styles is going to be the champion after Fastlane anyway. It kind of, to me, it just feels like it's an unnecessary show even. You have your championship match set up. We know the champion is not going to lose. What reason is there to invest in it? We already know that's going to happen. Uh, U.S. Championship, the only note I have is I don't care. I don't care about Bobby Roode. I don't care about Randy Orton. That's a good note. Yeah. No Does gender any, this week. No gender this week. He was um, only in the dark match. Uh, Yeah, that's right. Who do you have the match with? Do you know? Randy Orton. Okay. I don't, anybody care about the U.S. title right now? Anybody care about Bobby Roode? Stop this face crap. crap. <laughs> anybody care about Randy Orton? No, that's... Cut your hair. Yeah. Stupid. Uh, Women's championship. We had a pretty basic, I think, five minutes. Ruby Riot beats Naomi. We had a weird live look-in of Carmella in the locker room taking some kind of survey on her phone. (laughs) I think that was only to show the... The Money in the Bank briefcase. Briefcase. Yeah, because we haven't seen Carmella in weeks. No. Yeah, I don't don't have a lot to say about that. Is she ever going to cash in? Is she going to be the one that the contract expires? Is this going to be like like Razor and Michaels where there's going to be two Money in the Bank contracts at one time? Is she going to hold it until the next Money in the Bank takes place? She would have to cash in that night, right? Yeah, it's only good for a year. Mm -hmm. Um, That match, the woman's match on SmackDown, why did Charlotte come out second? Why did the champ come out second and then Naomi, great entrance with the dance Mm -hmm. and, yeah. Well, Naomi was the opponent. Oh, that's right. See, I, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, fans, to bore ask you with that question. (laughs) But I I just, I, I, the the whole, all these women wrestling in in these matches, I've completely lost interest, forgot what the hell was going on, and am just bored of it all. When everything is jumbled up, it is very easy to lose track of what's going on, especially we, when literally nothing interesting is happening. We joke about Teddy Long and making everything a tag team match. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I think right. it is. Only it's not a joke anymore. It's really what, yeah. what it is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> tag team division, we mentioned the Usos and the New Day. It was a great segment. I have to take my hat off. Josh Dumal, as you may remember, oh I roasted for his performance on Raw last year. I actually really enjoyed this. Really? I, I really did. I One, it was it was good placement for him because they're advertising a show where he's playing a detective. So I thought it was good placement. Um, I love how enamored they were of the idea that he was a detective. <laughs> And they've just they've just found this out literally seconds ago, and when Josh Dumal tells him, "Well, I'm not re- this isn't a real case. I'm not a real detective. I'm just playing one on a TV show," and how upset Fandango was to find out that he wasn't really a detective. He <laughs> says, "I looked up to you, man. You just found out <laughs> 15 seconds ago he was a detective," uh, and I like that because the show is about Biggie and Tupac. They tied in Biggie to the whole thing. I thought it was funny. I thought it actually fit. I thought it was a, a good use of some celebrity who has nothing to do with anything. He wasn't getting one over on a superstar. He wasn't getting in the ring. He wasn't on commentary. It was a silly segment that he actually fit into. Uh, so I thought it was funny. Um, I hated it. <laughs> I'm sure you did. 
Yeah, that that is one uh, one area you and I have never seen eye to eye on. Is is I the, the silliness I love? You typically have no time for. Correct. Like when I was really loving Titus Worldwide for a couple weeks, I know you hated it. Hated it. Actually, you may have liked Jason Jordan for those couple weeks. No, I hate no. it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so across the board, uh, we had – why has Rusev not been on TV for the last two weeks? Two over. And why is he not – he's on TV, but he's on there. He's on TV cheering on Aiden English. I think that that whole segment was just to set up Rusev versus Shinsuke for Fastlane. You think so? Yeah, just to have Shinsuke on the show, which I'm not mad at, but it makes no sense. One of your most over superstars on the roster, and you're going to feed him – to somebody. Yeah, that's stupid. Nakamura will get booed in that match. Oh, yeah. That is dumb. <laughs> it is. How do you feel about Rusev? I think it's great. <laughs> I, I, I think, uh, if you remember, Rusev and Lana, I think should have been in that gender role. Right. The, the gender as the champ that didn't work. Mm-hmm. It would have worked with them. I think it it, it should have them, it should have been them in in that role. The I was at SmackDown after the Rumble. I took my son. Oh, you were there too. Yeah, I didn't know that. And the kid and the crowd was chanting Rusev Day. Joey chants Rusev Day. <laughs> uh, my brother wants to buy a T-shirt. It's so over and it it's organic. It happened. And no one expected it. They don't know what to do with him. He's too over, like like Alo said. Mm-hmm. But with Nakamura, I think that's a terrible idea. I think it's an awful trap. I feel bad for Nakamura. I don't feel bad for these guys. They're making a ton of money. Nakamura <laughs> shouldn't be in that position to to have to deal with the crowd. He already can't talk within the the realm of of WWE talking, and and you have to be able to sell it. You have to be able to fill the seats, fill the arena. So, oh, that that's awful. Who is writing this crap? I, I don't know. Somebody and, who shouldn't be. And Bobby Roode and Randy Orton is is terrible. Baron Corbin and and Ziggler in in that whole title mix just is is stupid. <laughs> uh, Owens and Zayn are wasted within that uh, Shane McMahon. The writing on SmackDown is awful. The the AJ and the Cena match, I enjoyed the in-ring work. Yeah. And the Usos and the New Day was fantastic. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm thinking about it, all, all that stuff is it, just, it's just, just stupid. It adds up to nothing, it, it, which is unfortunate. You, you spend two hours of your time watching the show, and maybe 25 minutes of it was worth watching. And the network special's coming up, right, in two weeks? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Fastlane. A week from Sunday. A week from Sunday, yes. Uh, Any other thoughts on SmackDown from anybody? Go away. Yeah, I have nothing else to say other than, yeah, it does really suck. Eh. It has been bad. Uh, Listener questions. Yes. One second. We have a question. We're about to have a paradox, I think. (laughs) 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 We got a question from Dom in the Lowdown Lord. Okay. No relation. <laughs> he says, how does Stephanie and Triple H keep getting away with putting their hands on employees? Bad HR. Yeah. No no <laughs> HR. They're allowed to do whatever they want. It's a very simple answer. 
right. We also have a question from Ron Jeremy. <laughs> Did she? All right. While I like Roman in the ring and feel he's a good worker, I believe that they truly missed an opportunity here with Rollins or Braun. Yes, Roman's promo on Monday was good, but I think it is going to take much more to win over the crowd for Mania. At this point, do you think the crowd poops on the entire match between Lesnar and Roman? <laughs> I do think the crowd will poop on the match. I know I no longer want Roman to win my mania. I no longer want Roman to win my main title on Raw. I want Rollins to Braun. God, it sounds like somebody I know. <laughs> Person's bloody brilliant. <laughs> if you don't mind, I kinda wanna take this one first because obviously I have fashion myself into the number one Roman Reigns cheerleader. Uh, But all uh, gimmicks aside, I do think that the show and the industry is more interesting when you don't know what's going to happen. It's more interesting when as the stories are evolving, you're figuring out what is working and what isn't, and then you kind of go down the road of what's working and go away from the road of what's not working. I do think, as much as I appreciate Roman, I think they really captured something with Seth Rollins. And they clearly meant to do it. Like, it was a conscious decision to make him go out and say, I miss being on top. And then send him out the next week and have him go for an hour and eliminate Roman and Cena in the same night. And people gravitated towards it. So why not take that road? Because it's a road people want to go down. Or, to the point with Braun Strowman, he was hated two years ago when he first showed up. And when the brand split happened, nobody wanted to see him. Now he's a weekly attraction where people can't wait to see what he does. Just at the Rumble, I had never seen him live until the Rumble, at least in this incarnation. And I never realized that the entire crowd is throwing their arms up when he does. And it looks awesome (laughs) to see the whole crowd do it in unison. Um, you captured something with him. Why not take people on that journey instead of just saying, this is what we're doing and that's all there is to it. I'm not going to resent Roman for being the champion after WrestleMania, but I think they could, they could have taken a couple better avenues with the WrestleMania title match than just Roman and Brock again. So I, I do agree with that. I, but I do think, the crowd will boo Roman when he comes out. The crowd will cheer Lesnar when he comes out. And I think most of the match, they'll be reacting positively to what's happening. I, that's what I think. I'll be, I'll be surprised if the crowd is negative towards it throughout. I think they might be negative to start, and they'll be negative when Roman wins. But I think in between those two things, I think that they'll be pretty positive about it. Yeah, for me, it's... I just I try to say this all the time I just enjoy it for what it is and just take what they give me but for me the question is what else would they do like because nobody's in the that's the question yeah (laughs) (laughs) but um for no for me no one else is in the position to take that spot right now Rollins wasn't hot till two weeks ago Cena, does anybody want to see Cena and Brock again? And Balor's dry. 
Owens and Zayn are on other shows. There's nothing else they can do. So just give us Roman. I'll take it. I'll enjoy it. And I'll cheer when he wins. But that is coming from someone who wanted it to be Seth Rollins. Yes. Do you think that's an audible they should have called? Yep, but like I said, <laughs> I can't do nothing I'm about confused. it. I, no, there's nothing I can do about it. Like Right, yeah, as a fan, you can't yeah. change it. Like as as much as I wanted him to win, they didn't do it. So, all right, I'll take Roman. Yeah. Uh, laugh, you, would you like to answer uh, Mr. Jeremy's question? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mr. Jeremy. <laughs> Rollins and Strowman are red hot. And I listen to Busted Open Radio mm-hmm. in the morning now. Ugh. And they were talking about um, uh, Strowman not being ready. And it, it was, Jinder wasn't ready. They gave him the belt. Uh, the Miz wasn't ready. They they gave him the belt. I, I don't. Th- I think that's a poor excuse. Putting up the hands in at the live event. Uh, Rollins getting everybody behind him on on that segment in Raw and and even at the Chamber. I think they were the better option. I think that Reigns and Lesnar will go on last. And I think it's going to be interesting. I I think the match before Rollins came in was good. Ayla, what you said about uh, Uncle Dave and the uh, you know <laughs> dropping the the stars, yeah, giving the stars out. It was a good match. That was three years ago, or or whatever mathematically it it was. I do not want to see it again. <laughs> I wanted somebody else that's hotter than Roman Reigns, to step in and dethrone Lesnar. It, Vince's ego, the, the, he, he writes all this stuff for himself, and he's had this match penciled in for 14 months. Well, I, I believe they really wanted this to be Roman's coronation three years ago, and they realized that they couldn't do it for whatever reason. Because I, I definitely don't think the plan all along was for Seth to cash in that night. I think the plan was for Roman to be to have arrived that night, and I think this is just them getting around to finally doing it. They're gonna, we're going to do it. I politely disagree because that when when uh, Hunter was supposed to put him over at that following WrestleMania, mm-hmm. which was awful, that didn't work. No, it didn't. And you said it earlier that at last year's Mania, the match with Taker was lousy. Mm-hmm. I he's he he already has been coronated. I I just think they build up Lesnar as the monster, and Vince 15, 14, 15 months ago wanted him to beat Lesnar. What what part do you disagree with? That that is it's his actual coronation. Oh no! I think they wanted to be his coronation three years ago, and they opted not to do it because of the reactions he was getting. I don't think this is they're saying this is his coronation, but I think Vince was determined. This is going to be the guy that ends Brock Lesnar. One way or another, eventually, that's what's going to happen. And I just think he was hell-bent on it's going to be this year. And I don't think they're going to change it now. I don't think they're going to find some way for somebody else to get entered into the match. I think that's the match. Roman is going to be the winner. But I do think, you know, I agree with you. There were They hit on some other things that would have been a little more compelling than that. Um so yeah, your your point is well. Yeah, he has been coronated. 
Uh, and the, the other thing I want to, you mentioned the match with Triple H two years ago. They actually were editing the booze out of the live broadcast where you couldn't even hear Roman's music because they kind of muted mm-hmm. all the sound. Yeah. <laughs> People were leaving Dallas. Yeah, how pathetic is that, that you have to mute your crowd because you don't know how to get them interested in what you're doing? Because Hunter told his father-in-law that he can get this guy over, and it didn't work. Yeah, no <laughs> because during the build-up, they had another choice. During the a rematch with Lesnar. They wasted Lesnar with Dean Ambrose. You and I have talked about that. Yeah, we talked about that. They did waste him with Dean Ambrose. And Triple H during the build to get this guy over with the crowd started doing suck it. I'm I'm done. He's a heel. <laughs> well, that yeah, that and is... suck it's if, if there's there's no such thing as faces and heels, but <laughs> suck it is so over with the crowd. He wasn't supposed to do that. Yeah, that that is the one point I absolutely agree with. He wasn't supposed to do is. that. He was, he was playing to the crowd when he shouldn't have been. It's all about age. Um, but yeah, what are your thoughts, Alo? Well, I wanted the triple threat because I said it last week that Rollins inserted himself into that match, and that can kind of be like the ending of the the, the closing of the book of how it's, how the, the last chapter started for Brock, allegedly. But um, I'm interested to see. Brock's interest is in this because he had the new contract after at, at 31 already. So he had resigned during that week. So he was interested. And you know Brock's noted as not really caring. We mm-hmm. see, we last just talked about 32. That match was terrible because he was heading back to UFC. Yeah. And he's about to head back to UFC this time. And we all remember WrestleMania 20 with Bill when he was on his way out. So that's my only fear is Brock's interest because it's like, I'm not going to be here tomorrow anyway. These guys don't care about me. I don't care about them. That's my main, that's my main, that's my main problem. He's going to split. Yeah. <laughs> that's, my, that's my main problem with this, my main concern about this match. But looking at it from a positive side, for Roman can actually work, unlike Bill. So the crowd will, like, they won't take to it. In the beginning, I don't think that this match may not be as good as 31 because it'll be a whole different story. But basically, what wrestling fans are, you boo something, but then five minutes down the road, you're saying, this is awesome. You like hypocrites. Typically, is how it goes. I have two comments to that. Mm-hmm. And you can ban me for life for this comment. <laughs> but Lesnar Goldberg last year was good. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't say that. Prep. It was. It was good. I it said was it was good. good. If... Lesnar goes to UFC. Stipe destroys him. So, it, does Dana hope that DC wins this match and then you get Lesnar and DC? Yes, but I'm not convinced that Lesnar will be able to fight within the next two years. Because of the because of what drug just ha- thing? What just happened with John Jones. Because he did fail a, a drug test, right? Yeah, he failed a drug test, and that still has Against a- Mark Hunt, he was <laughs> jacked up. <laughs> Juicing for Mark Hunt. It's like a potential, like, two years or something like that. Mm, yeah, I, I would uh, tend to agree with that, though, that because he knows Daniel Cormier is not a marketable guy, and Stipe Miocic isn't really a marketable guy either. He's not a household name or a superstar, whereas Brock Lesnar is a name that people know. So maybe that is what he... He doesn't have any stars right now. Ronda's gone. Francis lost. Yeah. And Connor, who knows what's going on with him. 
And if Connor loses his next fight, suppose he fights uh, Nurmagomedov or however you say his name. Which he will. The, Which he will what? He will fight lose. and lose. Oh. <laughs> I will go on record and say that. It's a tough fight. Um, he has that doesn't no, mean I don't like him. Yeah, he has no draws. So Brock would still, I guess he still thinks Brock is a draw. So I do think that that is probably what he's hoping for, is that Cormier wins and Brock comes in to to hopefully, in Dana's mind, dethrone Cormier. Um, and I think Cormier only has like a fight or two left in him. I think he retires soon. Yeah, I think he knows he's at the end. I think he's talked about it. And he's in his late 30s. Uh, I don't think he's trying to fight into his 40s. He's good on the mic. He's getting paychecks that way. Mm -hmm. And you don't get punched in the face. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. (laughs) Uh, That was it for listener questions, right? Uh, Is everybody ready for the new segment, Stump Alo? Are we ready? I am about to pull up the question now. Alo, are you ready? I guess that's the most important part. If I may, Ron. Yes. Uh, I th- had this idea mm-hmm. that I submitted to Ron. And, Alo, I want to give you a shout. I want to give you uh, some credit here. I give you a real hard time with Triple H all the time. <laughs> but your knowledge is is awesome. I, <laughs> I find it so cool that you know what happened at a pay-per-view in April of 08 <laughs> for no reason. So I thought we could have a little fun with it, but it, it's certainly a credit to your your encyclopedia. <laughs> uh, so uh, very nice, very nice job. Yes, uh, very much appreciate that laugh. Uh, so the question for this week is, at 2009 breaking point. <laughs> okay, I know this. Jericho successfully defended their unified MVP titles. and Mark Henry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you know what they were called? Who? Mark Henry and MVP they had a name as a tag team. That was the extra credit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you were right immediately, just for the record. It's kind of a self-explanatory tag team name based on the two guys who were in there, or at least one of the guys that's in there. I can't. Oh. I feel like you're over, just based on the way your eyes look right now, you're overthinking it. And when I tell you, you're going to realize how simple it was that you didn't get it. I'm trying to remember. Think again, who are the members of this tag team? MVP, Mark Henry. Mm-hmm. It's not MVM or something. No, it's, it's not. It's something stupid. It's, you said I'm overthinking it. You are. Do you want me to just tell and you? This is extra credit. <laughs> or yeah. is that what the question was? No, that was not the question. It was okay. just who did they beat. <laughs> and I don't know how much this tag team name was even used because I wasn't watching at the time. Because I don't, I don't remember them having a name. I know because um, they weren't a tag team for long. It was, it was just that show and maybe a few Raws after. World's Strongest Tag Team. I thought that was um, Big E and Mark I Henry. I don't know, but that's what it said. Maybe Wikipedia is wrong. <laughs> Because <laughs> Big E and Mark Henry, when they were teaming for a few weeks, they called themselves that. Yeah. And to to this point, that was great. Why do you know that? Like, why do you? I was trying to talk about WrestleMania six and 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 Jake and Martell, which I butchered while we were talking about it. Yeah. But oh man, that's great. Yeah. I mean, we'll, immediately we'll had that queued up. Huh? Let me name the card. There's two other matches on the screenshot. 
that I gave Ron for the ECW question. ECW title, I believe, it was Christian and Regal. Uh, okay. DX and Legacy, DiBiase and Cody, and submissions count anywhere. G- um, Punk and Taker for the world title. WWE title was Cena and Randy. I believe that was an I Quit match. Am I correct? Hold on. Who have you listed so far? <laughs> well, there's two matches on here. If you get these, I might go buy you a cocktail over at <laughs> Barnaby's. What were the ones you had listed so far? The um, ECW title, Christian and Regal. Okay, yes. Um, Legacy and DX, Submissions Anywhere. Yes. Punk and Taker for the world title. Yes. <laughs> Randy and Cena for the WWE title. Mm-hmm. How many matches left? Uh, one, two. All right, 2009. Two. The Divas title was on the line, right? No. It wasn't okay. Oh, oh, damn. Um, Kali Kane, Singapore Kane. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, You're a maniac. <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's one more men's match. One more men's match, yes. Uh, I see two more matches here. There's one that looks like it's a pre-show. Okay. Uh, Is that the other one you saw? Yeah. Okay. Oh, nine. That was after SummerSlam. Jeff just left. Uh, Singles match for the United States Championship. Okay, who was you? Like, give me a second. Oh, nine, U.S. champion. U.S. Oh, nine. Oh nine, U.S. champion. Oh nine, uh, U.S. title was on Raw. I believe. <laughs> Kofi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Defeated. Uh, <laughs> Dolph Ziggler. A very good friend of Dolph Ziggler. Eric's boyfriend. Oh, <laughs> miss. Yeah. Uh, I'll give you a, a round of applause for that because that, like I said, you're a maniac. That you got that much. You got everything but, but one guy. You needed a hint. Um, the pre-show match was Evan Bourne. He defeated Chavo Guerrero. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, if if you were disappointed about your performance last week, you more than redeemed yourself this week. You totally redeemed yourself. Aha! I always forget. That's like a that's like one of Alo's favorites. Um, so, LeBron invite. I'm not going to do a big thing this week. We'd like to have you on the show. Sixers are in Cleveland on Thursday. So if you'd like to Skype in pregame, halftime, postgame, I'll be available to do an unsanctioned with you, LeBron. They'll be back in Philadelphia on April 6th, I believe. So you may catch me before I head down to New Orleans if you're lucky. So this may be our last chance for the year. Um, when you do your LeBron piece next week, can you say, uh, LeBron didn't show up this week, so let me invite him. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm here to announce LeBron didn't show up. <laughs> I, will, I will do that. Uh, that's exactly what I'll do. Uh, so listen to Falls Count Anywhere with Russ and Matt. Perfect Edge with Donovan the Lowdown Lloyd, the man that gravity remembered. Uh, go back and listen to our Throwback Madness episodes, our Unsanctioned episodes. Subscribe on iTunes, five-star ratings and reviews. Check out Elroy Prepson on YouTube for some amazing vlogs. Alo, some merch to move before we get out of here. What a maneuver.net to embrace the madness and collarandelbow.com. Use promo code MADNESS for 10% off your order. All right, so for 
Uh, well, C.K. and Joe is out of here for the godfather of the Matt Madness podcast, Joe Lafferty. Thanks Thank for, for having joining. me, guys. Thank you yes. for joining us. For international YouTube superstar, Preptagon Jr., Josh Prepaguina. See you soon. Yes, you will. And for Mr. Wednesday Night Live, we call him Alo. The ladies call him Balo. Aaron Lloyd. I am Ron Pashery, and we will see you next week. Hop on the top rope by the land with elbow. Got him now. Put him down right now. Hit him with the palm handle. Tuning up the band. Y'all don't understand. This is Superman. It's a summer slam. Here we go again. Fans mocking man. Man, I hate my balls. Shut the mystery man. It ain't safe to land. Off the cell. Fans love it. Ain't hard to tell. Talking madness. Awesome. Well, what I'm cooking, man. Y'all off the smell.